Good Vokh Rabboi Sai Ah Lili Nishmasi Mimirosi Ruz Bas Mordechai Zachary Stern I've been watching, I need some volume for this. I've been watching Yashir since the beginning of Yavamas, but when Yavamas came, it was hard. My father said, why don't you try Ali Stefanski? I tried Yashir, it was amazing. I don't think I can find the Shir better than this. Thank you so much for all your, your effort. Giving Shir, make it enjoyable. Zachariah Stern. Check this out. Who's Zachariah Stern? He's a real clever man, this guy. Check him. No busha. On a bus, full of people. And there's another one. It, it takes it takes more than one take. Good morning, Rabbi Yeah. I don't know. Okay. This guy says getting Ritze in the iPad art scroll can be done turning off the smart sitter in the settings. This tells the app to ignore the day date and feels come up no matter the day or the date. Because the sitter thinks that you're on a Friday, so it's not gonna give you Ritze. Have a great Chavez, Avi Herschel, and here in fact, Ritzay, he says, the Arshul says, Ritzay, the Achalitzenu has multiple connotations. It can be translated as help, help us avoid all the suffering, strengthen us or fortify us. But Kitzer, that's what we're talking about on Friday. Ramoy Shahul is an iron follower of Rabbi Eli's full Davshir in honor of his birthday, which takes place this week. His family, who's singing? Okay. Oh, Uncle Phil, Yishkoyach. His family is proud to share an appreciation of the Simchas HaChayim it has provided him. Wishing Daddy Zaydi continued Arichas Yom Vishon. We hope he continues to enjoy the share through this cycle of many more good health with only Nachas from all his children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Can I know He looks like a father. Doesn't even look like a grandfather. A great-grandfather. Unbelievable. Please take a look at this purely coincidental photo. This photo is K25. Eddie Balin, learning the dive after returning from Walmart upstate, and he randomly purchased this shirt. And then the Simpsons pop up on the daf. Have a good Chavez, Michael Fuchs, K32. He just, Michael Fuchs happened to be in Eddie Balin's house. And he saw this uh, coincidence, unbelievable. The months sponsored, the coils sponsored, La Tzlochel, Kol, Mishbach, and that includes everybody here in the room. By Aaron Freeman, by the way, I need to stop, stop, stop. Somebody came to visit me today, walked 20 minutes in the heat. Rabbi Eisman, what's your, what's your first name? Yitzchak? Yeshaya, Yeshaya. What? Ah, okay. Yishkayach, all the way from Clifton, otherwise known as Passaic, New Jersey. Back to back with Clifton a Yid. Our friend, no, the truth, I'll tell you the truth. The truth is, he flew in for Yom Moshe's bar mitzvah. But he knew before he got on the plane, he's going to miss the bar mitzvah because he had a big delay of six, seven hours. So he said, I, I'm, he didn't tell this to me. I'm thinking, so why did he get on the plane? Why did he get on the plane? He knew he was going to miss it. To come visit me. That's it. That was the only reason. Aaron Freeman was close. Continue your panel. Yeah, the Shmai and Asal of the Rebellion. Lemaisi told me a good vart. He said, "You know why he likes this year? Because it's a video. I never heard this from anybody. All the emails. It's a video, but it's a live share. It's a live audience. So you feel like you're part of it when you hear somebody guy, a guy in front of a video. I'm just gonna like when I do it in in Switzerland. It's good. Good chiddush. By the lack of living families, like in New Jersey, because Torah is the best gula." You know, if you came all the way from Pasek, you better come over here. You got to come over here. I got to say something for coming all the way from Clifton. You're more than a yid. Send regards to the Clifton yid. And Yishkoyach, thanks for Tell me that, miss. Did you come just to see me? I mean, why did you get on the plane? Of course. That's a good reason. Yeah, okay. I do the Shabbos uh, Bar Mitzvah also, but whatever. Okay. Well, then I still Yeah. 20 minutes to get to me and probably 25 to get back because he had to climb that hill. I alone is not a simple hill. Okay, so. <laughs> we have very, very good If you have friends that want to join, that's it. We're pretty much done with the Vamas now. It's all fun and games. All the way to the end of Sechda. Eh, maybe. We'll see. I, all I know is one daf at a time. Well, a couple daf are mamish very, very gishmak.
I have a feeling it's going to go like this for a long time. We're holding Davkuf Beis on Beis. Today's Davkuf Gimel, but we're holding by Ban Pilio Chalitzos Psulo. Says the Gemara, <clears throat> where's my Ampilio? Ampilio is a sack. Yeah, I'll translate it as a beggar, as a sack. Chalitzos Psulo. Why is it also to use this for chalitza because it's not considered a shoe? Usnanami, I'll prove it to you. So if you have a robe, as in this picture, <clears throat> Gershon is probably doing the, uh, anytime it takes like a 10 second delay, I know he's doing something else like Merkava, whatever he's doing over there. So, I need to be more direct to him. On the bottom, you see there's a cuff. You go into the Beis HaMikdash, the guy that, the person that's in charge of the Trumas HaLishka, that's to remove, everybody puts in a shekel, the people put in donations. There's a guy that comes in and grabs a whole bunch every few months to take, to make for Carbonus or whatever it is. That person, similar to like, imagine if you had a job in the United States Treasury, where all the gold and the dollar bills and everything if you had a couple of pockets and things, you could just walk out every day with, with cash. So this person that's in charge of taking the coins from the lishka, he cannot have cuffs, he can't have certain things. And it says, Veloy <clears throat> Bampilio, he can't wear socks. I guess you could put things in your socks. Now there's another category. Category A is socks. Category B is you can't go in with shoes. And with the sandal, minol is the soft one, sandal is the hard shoe. Let's think about this for a second. Why can't you go into the Trumas Halishka with a shoe? Because you don't go into the Azara with a shoe and a minol. There's no mention that you can't go in with a sack, with ampilia. Why does it say that? It should say, the reason why he should not go into the Beis Hamidrash with a sack is because you don't go into the Beis Hamidrash with socks. It seems like you could go into the base of with socks. The problem is you might stuff some cash into the socks. The reason why you don't go into the base of with shoes is because you can't go into the base of with shoes. It's a different reason than socks. So what do you see? You see that socks are not shoes. And therefore you can't do chalitza with a sock. It fits into our sugya. Sock is not a shoe. Very minu, but we have a question. On Yom Kippur it says, You're not allowed to walk around. We know. We don't wear shoes on Yom Kippur. You shouldn't even wear socks. From one house to another, you shouldn't. Even from within the house, from one room to another. You put a little insert on the bottom, a little sponge, something that's going to make it gishmak. That's why you're not allowed to. If it's not a shoe, even if it feels good on your foot, you're allowed to wear it on Yom Kippur. He takes a towel, wraps it around his foot, and walks out with it on Yom Kippur. Ah, it feels great. It's nice and soft. No, because at the end of the day, it's not a shoe. If it's not a shoe, you're allowed to wear it on Yom Kippur. So the fact that you're not allowed to wear Ampilia on Yom Kippur, that means that it is, it is a shoe. So what is Ampilia? Is this sock a shoe or is it not a shoe? What is it? Hello, Marovo. I have a terrace. Like, can't you come bampilia shalor? Come bampilia should beg it. A distinction. If it's like this, a beged, it's mutter. If it's made out of leather, that's also that's the country. So we, we resolve the contradiction. Where it says it's it's also to walk around Yom Kippur. It's made out of leather. Going to the base hamig is made out of beged. What do you mean? I have a contradiction within Yom Kippur itself. Check out Rashi here for a second. Anybody find it interesting? Rashi. Anybody see the word there? Huh? Undershuch. Undershuch. Under. Under shoes. There's underwear and there's under shoes. Yeah, I'm not joking. They used to wear a layer of, we would call rubber, like a rubber insert, galaches. They would wear it in the shoe. Undershuch. Because if your guy's going in the rain, in the mud, he doesn't want his feet to get all muddy and rainy. 
So the outer shoe was the outer shoe. They didn't, they didn't think about putting it over the shoe. In the shoe. So, I am Kippur, you're not allowed to wear an undershoe. Pesuch Beisai. But he's allowed to walk around with socks in his house. No, so you're allowed to wear socks in Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to wear socks in Yom Kippur. The one you're allowed to walk around in your house is just a beged. The one that you're not allowed to walk around with is leather. You have it torn, the upper part of the shoe is torn, but it covers most of the foot. These are all chalitzas that are good. Okay? A torn shoe, but it covers most of the foot. You're missing a big part of the, the sole, but it, it holds most of the, the, the sole. Some sort of gemi and sieve. Oh, picture. This we took, I, I believe I got it from Yoni back in the day in Shabbos. There's a, a person that Loyaleno doesn't have a foot. He doesn't have the part with the toes. So he has a piece of wood and he puts his stuff, whatever you want to call it, into it has a, a place, a basakibo for the rest of his foot. So if somebody else uses it, we're going to see. Somebody else, not today, we're going to see later on. If somebody else uses it, it's okay. Somebody else uses his kavakitea, the, the wooden part. Bemuk, a felt shoe. Bismichas are take a look at this picture. Again, the guy doesn't have feet. So he has like a piece of leather that goes from his knee, let's say, all the way down. He only shows it. So... He gives it to somebody else. Somebody else is going to do chalitza with it. So over here, stop. Remember that it's talking about Here you see the distinction that Rava made between leather and fabric. Over here it says Ampilio Shalar. doesn't say Ampilio. And a second later it's going to talk about a fabric sock. So this is good. She does chalitza to... An adult, whether the guy is standing, sitting, or leaning, I'll show you Bezer Hashem. Remind me, tomorrow I have it now. Uh, Avrami and then and, Avrami and, uh, Cohen and Yosef together. I don't know how they, I sent them a video that I got on, a, I think it was like on one of these websites, but I wanted it in a WhatsApp format so I could show it in cheer of a real chalitza done with young people in Iran just recently. So, whether the man is standing, sitting, or leaning. So what do you see? We're going to talk about, the Gemara is going to go into here, that you see, if you lean, maybe you don't have to push very hard onto the shoe. Remember this. We're going to speak about it. Or if the man is blind, it says, has to be in front of their eyes, the spittle. So maybe I'll think the man also has to see. All these things are kosher. So one of the things that we mentioned, the whole list, but one of the things, the important thing for us is socks made out of leather, kosher. And then it says, Same thing as we said in the first list. But this is a torn shoe that doesn't cover the, most of his foot. It's missing the sole. Most of the foot is missing. Before we spoke about the, this thing on the, on the board, on the um, screen, smichas haraglaim, that protects your feet. Now over here you have smichas hayadaim. So this is not really what I'm looking for. This is, this is not good. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about more like a glove that protects his hand. This is, it's true that this is how a lot of people walk. In those days they didn't have, imagine, they didn't have wheelchairs. They certainly didn't have the electric wheelchairs with the joystick going 90 miles an hour. They had to go like this. They had a a guy like that wanted to go from place to place. So, but he had something on his hand. Sometimes he just went with his hands without these blocks. So on his hand, he had a piece of leather, but it doesn't have straps. It doesn't have a shoelace. So you can't do chalitza with it. It's worse than smichas haraglaim. This is what we're searching for right over here. Ampilia shall beged is no good. Here's a sock made out of. So here you have the, the distinction that Rava said. He didn't make it up, Rava. It's Mephorosh and Abraisa. There's an Apilia shall ar, Apilia shall beged. 
all these things. Puzzle. That's what he's saying. If the sack is made out of leather, great. It's like a shoe. It's made out of a, a, a cloth. It's puzzle. Now, now we're going to go through some of these things. Have hakitea. If we go back to this one right over here, that he's that he wears a shoe that's meant for somebody that lost his foot, and it's not made out of leather. So what's going on here? You all remember yesterday we we're talking about tachash. That a shoe must be made out of the same material as a tachash. And a tachash is an animal. It's leather. Who holds that a wooden shoe is kosher? On Shabbos. That's where I got it from. Shabbos. We had this picture. I got Rishos from Yoni. It's a nice guy. No problems. Not every artist is like that, but Yoni is one of them. You're permitted to go outside in Rosh Hashanah. It's your shoe. We, we wear shoes in Rosh Hashanah without an Eruv. So that's this guy's shoe. The very Rebbe Meir. So you see that he considers a wooden shoe a shoe. Rebbe Yosir. Rebbe says it's also. Fine. Now, the Gemara wants to create a question here. It's a question mark. Who says the first part of the Braisa? The wooden shoe for a stump, that's Rameyer. And who says, Bampilio shall beged? Who says that if the sack is made out of cloth, is Osir? Asalna Rabbana. Because according to Rameyer, think about it. If a wooden shoe on the, right over here is kosher, so why can't this be kosher? What's the difference between wood and fabric? No, what's a, what's a good answer? No, no, no. We're talking about. I said that we're going to use that shoe for a regular person that has a foot. That, that's a different sugi. But let's concentrate here. Wood equals shoe. Chachamim say wood is not a shoe because it says tachash. Tachash So if you hold that wood is a shoe, what about this? Is this a shoe? Well, what would be the difference? What's the good difference between a wooden shoe and this? Anybody? Who said that? Yeah, that's the answer. Doesn't protect as much. We'll see in a second. Omar Abayo, So we have a little bit of a problem because how does it make sense that part of the mission is Rameyer and part of the mission is Rabbana? The first part is talking about that you're allowed to use a wooden shoe and the second part says according to Rabbana you're not allowed to use a sack. It's a stira within the b'risa. Says Abaya, no. We have to, we have to say that the entire b'risa is one shita. Omar Abaya, me the savior Rabbanon, Reishan Amir Rabbanon. If it goes according to Rabbanon, that you cannot use other material, the Reishan is also the same. Oh, uh, so then why is it kosher? Why is this kavakitea kosher? We must say that it's covered, most of the hold, the outside is covered in leather and hide, and that's why it's kosher. The new pshat in the Mishnah. So we read, Akitea, Yotzvikavshaloi, or you let it do chalitza with, with this wooden thing. It's not really 100% wood. It has a layer of leather and that makes it a shoe. Omali Rava. That's Rava, the obvious classic Gemara question. You're telling me there's two types of shoes for people that have stumps. One has a leather exterior, one doesn't. If so, so then why are you jumping to a sack? Say two halachas about a wooden shoe. Halacha number one, if a wooden shoe has leather on the outside, it's, it's kosher. And if it doesn't have leather, it's possible. Why are you jumping to a case of a sack? Therefore, I say that you're wrong, Abaya. Not that the both sheets are abanon, but rather the ratio of mayor, seven mayor. Both the ratio and the seven are mayor. Oh, so then what's the difference? How come in the ratio, mayor holds that a wooden shoe is kosher, but a sack is possible? So what if it's a different material than leather? Because high megan vahai loy megan, it does not protect your foot. When I was a kid. What is one of the scariest, my daughter told me that the scariest thing in her life, and I'll tell you, I can't ruin the stories, I'll tell you the story first. We went to our cousins to visit them on Chavez. We used to go a lot in the neighborhood, bored. And we come out of the house, 
And something happened to my sister. One of my sisters, she had a bad limp. And she was walking really, really slow. So we get down the block, and my mother's like, what's going on? She's like, I don't know. It's hurt. It's, my legs hurt. It's... Finally, my mother tore off her shoe, and Alf poured out a ton of Lego. <laughs> my daughter always says, like, her scariest thing, maybe it's her... Scariest thing is to walk and not pay attention and step on a piece of Lego. That's in her life. That's the scariest thing. So, but my sister had no fear for that. She wanted those Legos and she took those Legos. If you have socks, it doesn't protect you. It's not a now. You can't do. I used to wear socks on Yom Kippur because of the grow socks until I got a nice piece of glass right through my sock. But whatever. Okay. Doesn't protect. Omar Ameimar. Haiman decholetz tzorech lemitchasei. Halacha. And this is how we paskin. When you do chalitza, you have to push downwards. How much? For how long is a, is a nidain? Do you have to do it throughout the entire chalitza? Put pressure. Why? Because we're concerned that if you don't put pressure on the shoe, it might just slip off on its own. You need the yavama to remove the shoe. It just can't happen by itself. So he puts some snot, crazy 200-pound pressure. He puts a couple pounds of pressure on it so it doesn't just slip off and she has to fight to get it off. But I have a kasha from the first words on this Amad. Part of our b'risa that we just learned, even if the guy is leaning, it says, it's a good chalitza. Now the Gemara understands if he's leaning, he's not putting pressure. How, how can he put pressure on, on the shoe if he's leaning? Yeah, he's leaning, but you must say that he puts a lot of pressure on the shoe. The Mesage, it's a gimel here? The Mazge. The Mesage, the Mazge, al lichasa de kare loy cholitz. No, I'm not going to go with those glasses. I don't care. Even though the gimels look like nuns, it's all good. The Mazge, al lichasa de kare loy cholitz. So you have a person that is, his foot is inverted. It's like upside down. Like he puts, when he, when he steps on the ground, he's stepping Instead of the bottom part of his foot, the thick skin, it's the top part. He like, walks like this. Yeah, yeah, it is a milsha. You're right, Gershon. Good, good, good call. <laughs> Only you're allowed to be on the phone and schmooze with people. Fine. He cannot do chalitza. He's done. Why? He doesn't have legs. His legs are not halachically legs. They're... Inside out legs. Asks Rashi, wait a minute. We had a worse case in the first mission. We had a case that his leg was chopped off all the way up to the knee, and it's a good chalitza. Says Rashi, that's because the Torah says meow. You could do chalitza above the foot. But the Torah never says that if you have a bad foot, that it's good. Above the foot, yes. But a, a, a foot that's not a luckily a foot is not, you hear the Kiddush? A upside down foot is not a foot. The Torah says a buff foot, yeah, a buff foot. Guy's a stump coming out of his knee, that's good enough. But not an upside down foot. Oh, now Rashi understands that if a guy is using smoichos, these guys right over here, Gershon, show them smoichos for a second. <laughs> this Rashi understands is a guy with crooked feet. New, so it says a guy with a crooked feet could use whatever he's using. He has shoes. He does. He is considered halachically as if he has feet. He's not using it himself. He lent those smoichos to his friend that has kosher feet. Listen to this, says Ravashi. I, I gotta, this is in Rashi. We, and we had this in Moed Katan. Crazy story where two Sabdalim came and they gave Ravashi, Ravashi says, no, what kind of hesp are you going to give me? They gave him crazy stuff. They said things that he didn't like at all. He said all, they said all these words. They called them names, whatever. He, he was very insulted. He cursed them and their feet inverted. So Ravashi, who cursed them and inverted his, their feet, says, According to my, they call him Meymar. Oh, the two guys I cursed, guess what? 
They can't do chalitza. So what is he trying to add salt to the wound? Like what is he? He just he cursed them. He ruined their life. And I said, and by the way, so I, I have no idea. I didn't see it anywhere. And I look, I was looking around. Like it's not so nice to talk like that. Maybe maybe like a chassidish pshat that he was giving them a bracha. He felt bad. He said, look, you should never have to come to chalitza. I, I have no idea. Like why? How is it appropriate? Okay, maybe it is. See those guys with the backward feet? Like that, you can't do chalitza. Okay. Minarkuva Lamata did say, I didn't have I don't have it at home. It said like the Arch Laner, I think, speaks about it. So maybe if somebody has Arch Laner, send it to me. But not everybody at one time, please. One or Minarkuva Lamata. I probably could look it up on my barla. Minarkuva Lamata Vermini. It was on Shabbos. Rigolim, it says. Right? It's an interesting way to call Yantav. We call Yantav a foot. So the Gemara, we learn from here that if a, p- a person does not have a foot, he's not mechuyif to go to the Beis HaMikdash. If he's missing the bottom part of his foot. So why do we say that a person could be missing all the way up to his knee and he still could do chalitza? Over here it seems like regal does not mean all the way to the knee. Regal, what is, what is, what's the translation in the dictionary? The word regal, what does it mean? We were saying that it means all the way to the knee. Over here you see, even if he's missing his toes, not the toes, but the bottom part where your shoe goes, if he's just missing that, he doesn't have a regal. He doesn't have a regal, he doesn't go to Beis Amidosh. But according to what we're saying, as long as he has something going pa- a little past his knee, that's considered he has a, he has a regal, and this guy should be going to the Beis Amidosh. Shani Siv Mi'al Ragloi. No, maybe regal means just where the shoe is, that part. But the Torah says, even she should take it off mi'al ragloi, above that. So the whole tibia, whatever, the whole bone that goes all the way up to the, to the knee. Doesn't the regal, mi'al, it says above. So go all the way up, all the way to the thigh. No, that's a double mal. That's... Another bone above that. That's not what the Torah is talking about. One bone above the foot. Check this out. Here's a picture of the bones of the foot. I, I just drew the blue. We're talking about the blue. The blue is the ankle. So says the Gemara, it seems like the ankle bone, the blue, is attached to the red bone below it, the heel, because if it's not attached to the heel, now what we have is me'al de me'al. By the time you get to, let me see if I could get a laser going here. By the time we get to this bone, the tibia, is that how you pronounce it? It's already three bones up, so it's me'al de me'al. It, we're talking about this right over here. This is, your, this is the ankle. If the ankle is not attached to the red, then the tibia is ma'al de ma'al. It's above the above. So obviously the tibia in this is one. Now, why would he say such a thing? Look, it says mafurish in this picture that it's one bone. Well, the answer is all these bones are like fused together very, very strongly. And they're actually one, one unit. They work as one unit. But Gemara says no. So again inside, shmamino hai istavira adaranoches. The ankle goes all the way through the heel into the, onto the, to the ground. This is Pasik, and the tibia is mouth to mouth. No, you're not forced to say that. You could say that they're considered separate bones, the blue and the red. Anything in this line, from the toe, anything in this line is just one piece. So since the ankle and the heel are in one line, it's considered one bone for all practice. We're not starting to count bones here, little bones. It's one, it's one piece. This whole thing is one bone. Then goes another bone, the tibia. Okay. So now above the knee is already not regal. Regal means up to the knee. The woman is going to give birth to afterbirth. Now, it calls the makam from the birth, between her thighs. 
No, so where's regal? If regal stops by the knee, it doesn't fit into this puzzle. I, I was debating whether to show this picture or not. It's of a male. But for tire purposes, over here you have a heel that's touching the thigh. So we're talking about a woman. In that, so it's possible that this afterbirth is coming through her heels. Because that's where the heel is. was in Avelos, he was mourning David HaMelech leaving. So it says that he, he, he let himself go. He didn't take care of his mustache and he didn't take care of Raglov. Raglov we know means he didn't cut any of his hair by the erva. But it calls it regal. That's not a regal. If a regal, we're saying regal is up to the knee. Says the Gemara, Lishnam Alya. It's a nice way of saying it. Tashma, Vayova, Isha, Lazach, Israel. Now the Gemara says the same kind of taina and answer. David Amelch catches Shaul, sees him going to the bathroom. And it's called Lahasach, Israel. Now you don't go to the bathroom below your knee, it's above the knee, it's by the thigh. And if it is by the thigh again, so then you could do chalitza all the way up to, your, to the top of the thigh. Lishna malya, again, it's a nice way of saying going to the bathroom. Toshma, ach, meisichu raglov b'chadar hamikera. I thought this was very interesting. In, in Hebrew also they say chadar kirur, like a, like, a, like a walk-in refrigerator. This is a, a walk-in, it's a cold room. Chadar hamikera. But anyways, it says that he's meisich raglov, the same thing as Shaul. Lishna malya. Now we're going to go into a little bit of a sugi of Yael, Yael and Sisra. So Sisra was a guy, a bad guy, the enemy of the Jews. And Yael was married. Jewish woman married. What did she do? She took Sisra into the tent and she seduced him. And then she was able to kill him. After he got really tired, she killed him. She took a yasid and killed him. So it says, Bein which is a lotion of relations. No, and that's higher up, not below the knee. It's a nice way of saying it. He had seven relations with, with Yah. One, Nafal, two, Shochav, three. Four, Nafal, five. Six, Shom, Nafal, seven, Shadud. Ba'asher Kora Shom Nafal Shadud says Gemara. For this kasha, we have to understand the unbelievable Muslim in Yiddish guide, and Taisus talks about it. First of all, you say number one: How in the world the Yal have relations with this guy if she's a married woman? The same questions on Nestor. We know Gilaraish with his Domin with his Zara. You have to give your life. She was to, to give up her life. What's the answer? Do anybody have an answer? She created a shame. No, there's no here because she convinced him. She was the one. Huh? Oh, how do you know this? Averi Lishma. But time out. Before we get to Averi Lishma, there's another Yusayid of. No. What? So every Jewish woman is allowed to have relations with Goyim because Zirma Susim? But the Evid, yes? No, no, no. No, no, no. So, that, so how come they don't say Zirma Susim by Yachas Reirish and Esther? Yeah. Okay. Fine. The, the Gemara doesn't say it. Back upon him. Maybe Taisus. Okay. The site is by Esther and by Yal that they were saving Klai Yisrael to save. Millions of people, yes. To save one person, not. If a, a person puts a gun to her head, she wasn't allowed to, to save herself. Even to save, some say, some Achim was saying that 10 people, but the Klai Yisrael, she's allowed to. But Taisus says something amazing here. To understand the Gemara's Kasha. That the Gemara says, you can look in Taisus. The second line in Taisus, the bottom, bottom Taisus. The Torah, the Navi says how great she was. The Chsiv, that she's greater than the Imais. Why? So, what happened? 
The Imais, they gave up their shifcha. They said, here, take, take, take Hagar. So that was a tremendous thing. Yah was even greater. Why? So it says, There's a concept, an unbelievable concept of Yiddishkeit, that if you do not vera with the right intent, it's greater than a mitzvah. But nobody go do averis now for the right intent because it's almost impossible to do. Because let's say you eat treif, you have a hamburger, and you say, I'm doing this to save, I don't know what, my, my, this, this kid that's off the dirt. I'm going to show him, I eat that. But if you have any anna, it goes in your mouth and you're like, oh, this is pretty good. You, you get the avera. It's worse than anything. In order for this to work, you have to have zero anna. She had relations with the guy and had zero anna. On that, the Gemara says, but she had anna. What do you mean she had zero? She had anna. So says Taisus, just to see this, fear it out. Remember this, you saw it. When a person doesn't have avera, for the right reason, for, for, the, for the name of HaKadosh Baruch it's greater than a mitzvah shalai l'shema. Pirush mi'imais. Lefi shahayu nehenis min abiyah. The imais, it was greater what she did than the imais. Fine. Akopadam. Let's see the Gemara now inside. Vakam asanyam avera. How? Huh? What happened with him? And he had enough from the fire. That's what it was. Okay. It's very dangerous. You, uh, uh, you asked your question already today. You're asking me that she had enough from the seven Belois? It's terrible. Tzadik doesn't have any enjoyment from the Rasha. Don't talk to Yaakov, not good, not bad. Sponsored by Moshe Horn in honor of Hill's End and sponsored in honor of myself, Yishir Koyach. I can understand why Lovin shouldn't talk to Yaakov Avinu. Great. What does that Kodesh care if Lovin speaks nice to him? Why? Because even the good that comes out of the mouth is filth. By Lovin, understands because we're concerned that he's going to say, why do you take my getchka the bow? He's going to mention the Avedizar, a terrible thing. Why does Yaakov have to hear the name of, of, of Avedizar? Or he'll swear in Avedizar, make Yaakov Avinu swear. What's so bad? Ask the Gemara, what's the, where's their bad? That they had a relation with the guy. Why is that bad? Is it physically bad? Listen to this. Unbelievable you say. The guy injects in a Jew a Zuama. Some Tuma, some Zuama. It's a Ruchni Zdika thing. It's incredible, this Gemara. We can read it fast, but I, I'll point something out here. When Chava had relations with the Nachash, Nachash Shiani. He injected a zuam on Tachava. We had him in Shabbos. The what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yisrael Shomdol Arsinai Poska Zuam Mosam. Yisrael that went to Matan Torah, they stopped with the Zuam. Or if the Yechavim Shalai Omdol Arsinai, they Poska Zuam Mosam. So Mamela, Sisra had, had Zuam, he's a guy. He injected Yah with the Zuam. I just want to understand what's going on here. Think about it. Chava had one relation, and with that one relation, she infected, so to speak, the entire universe for over 2,000 years. Every more, 5,000 years. Up to this very day, Goyim have Zuama in their body because of that one Maisa. So, if somebody says to himself, oh, I'll be with a guy, Zirmasusim, to the Gaya. Whatever. Eh, it's not the biggest issue in the world. Eh, it says in the Gemara, you and then go to a place and nobody knows him. So you know that it injects a zuama into your body, that you give that zuama to your generations and generations generations forever. It never goes away. But what could you do? Oh, if somebody's nifshal on that, says, oh, what I want to do, tshuva. What's the Eitzah Rabbi say? Torah. Matan Torah, Har Sinai had the power, the Torah, what is the Matan Sinai? The Torah has the power to, to remove, I'm not saying that it will remove that thing, but it will make it weaker. That, as I state though. 
So they ask, what about Gerim? How could Gerim come into Klai Yisrael and give Lada marry a Ger? What about their Zuama? So they say the, the, the Ger, I don't know exactly how it works, retroactively, but the, every Nisham of a Ger was at Har Sinai. And it was Paschazuah Muslim at that point. And how, how does it apply later on? Many generations, I'm fine. <coughs> that they don't say, but it's a nice vart. The Mikabal Torah right now, with the mikvah, no, you just remind me with the mikvah. The Gemara says, in Paga a person has a taiva, this manuval grabs you. What do you do? You get, the Torah is the way out of it. Okay. If she used the shoe that's, or he's wearing a shoe that's not his, it's okay. How do you know they could borrow somebody's shoe? Any shoe. So then why does the Torah say his shoe? His shoe means that he fits, that he can walk in it normally. I saw somewhere that says, that the bezin should have a few sizes because of this idea. Like, what if a guy has a tiny foot and he goes in the size, size 14 is definitely not good. So let's say they have a size 10. How does a size 14 fit into the 10? I don't know. So they have, I guess they have a couple of sizes. They have to spend good money. Every bezin must have a, it's good for them to have. It's part of the kit. The bezin kit should have a, a chalitza shoe. It shouldn't be too big that you can't walk in it. And not too small that you can't cover most of your foot. And if it doesn't have a, a sole, it doesn't cover his heel. Says the Gemara, beautiful Maisa. I love this Maisa. Abaya was by his Rebbe, the famous Rav Yosef and Abaya duo. Shows up a Yavama. Rabbi Yosef tells Abayo, I need you to give the Yavam your sandal. Says the Gemara, Yavli sandal is smaller. He gives him his left shoe. He did it on purpose. Abayo was playing a game here. What are you doing? Why are you giving him his left shoe? I told you to give a shoe. You know the Allah. The Allah is, you're better off with the right. After the fact, if you did it with the left, okay, well, let's do the chatchili. You have two shoes, give the right. What are you doing? I'm trying to make a point here. It's not so good to use somebody else's shoe. Listen to this, Maisa. There was a guy in the Lajan. It's known that they used to go through the mail over there. There's a lot of good stories. This is a juicy one. Guy is sitting in base marriage. The Mishgiach comes over to him and says, Listen, I have good news for you. I just got a, we got a letter. Your wife had a baby boy. He looks at the Mishgiach. He goes, Wait a minute, which wife? Which wife is this? So Mishgiach, What? You have more than one wife? He says, Yeah, I have three wives. He says, How can you have three wives? He says, Oh, why did you read my mail? <laughs> So, that's basically what happened there. He, get, he takes off his left shoe. She says, what are you doing? What are you taking off the left shoe? <laughs> well, why are you telling me to lend the shoe? You're not supposed to lend the shoe. It's the same thing, no? It's not the same mice. He, he, gave, he gave it to his Rebbe. So he says, He says, no, no, I thought about everything. I didn't say give him your shoe. Get, lend it to him and, and do a be machne, have him make a kinyan. Don't lend it. Yeah, don't lend it. Give it. That's what you have to do today. Okay, fine. Sandal shalates. So who says that you can use a wooden shoe? Mantana. It's it's not. We learned it. If a person doesn't have a foot, he could go out with a wooden shoe. So male is considered a shoe. If it's considered a shoe, so it's considered a shoe for Khalid's also. They're in there. Like we had also an Oman Aleph. It's talking about, it's not just wooden. It's wooden with some leather. So it goes according to everybody. And there's no argument on that. Oh, what's going on here? When it comes to tzaras, there's 
Onega Taras. Where would we have Taras? Oh, that was last week's parasha. Yeah, last week's parasha with Miriam. So you have Taras in the house. So we had this sugi a number of times. If somebody sees a funny, a funny coloration, the, the, the stone, green, red, whatever it is, he goes, he calls it up the coin. Coin takes a look at it. And he says, okay, everybody leave the house. They close up the house. It becomes musgar for a week. He comes back, he does another check. If it grew, then it's a big prowl. You got to take care to get rid of the house. Fine. So the musgar step one. Mukhlat is terrible. That's it. It's, it's, you got to get rid of the house. So what if you have... Saras is also on the Beged. It's not only on a person, not only on the house. It's also on a Beged. If it's a real Saras that grows, the current takes a look at it, and sees, he sees it's out of control, burn the Beged. So we have a sandal hamuzgar. You have a shoe that has a Saras on it. There's a little green dot. What's going on here? Somebody spoke Lashonara. Lord Tachlitz, but Shinah do Chalitza with it. You might come to use the shoe that's not good. We'll see. It depends on what the sugi is. But when it's okay and it's only with the Yevet, it's when you might come to use a different shoe. It is kosher. It has all the shiurim that you need. It's a good shoe. Just I, I'm concerned that you might get confused between the two different types of tzaras. Tomorrow you'll use the mukhlet one. So we say, you know, the muzgar, no good. Sandala Mukhla, so again, Sandala Mukhla, comes to the Kayan, you hear? Comes to the Kayan, shows him the Nega, Kayan says, okay, come back a different time. Comes back again, oh, it's double the size. Double the size, you gotta burn your shoes. So if it's one of these shoes, loy tachlis boy. Why? Because now anything we have alacha, the famous alacha near any dachas, if it's halachically you need to burn it, then it's burned. If it's halachically, you need to burn it, then it doesn't have the shear. We view it halachically. If, 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 if a lulav needs to be three tfachim, four tfachim, and it needs to be burned, it doesn't have four tfachim. I am holding a four tfach lulav. Halachically, you don't have four tfachim. Halachically, it's burned. So over here also, halachically, you need to remove a shoe. It's not a shoe. It's a bunch of pieces. It's, 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 it's ashes, halachically. So Mela, even after the fact, and Rav Papa argues, and he says in the name of Rava, doesn't matter. You could use this kind of shoe. But in other words, time out. You shouldn't use it. Halachically, it's not as if it's gone. Why? We're going to see. Because a special possum tells you that it's not gone. Even though I want you to burn it, it's not burned halachically. But you're not allowed to use the shoe because you might come to use a shoe of Avedah Zara, of the Kravitz Avedah Zara. So it's again a Xayra that you shouldn't use another shoe, but deep down, halachically, it's okay. Meisvei, baisa muzgor, mitame mitoychoy. Okay? So talking about Tsaras, Nagoy. You have a house that's on the first level. It's slightly, the guy got nervous, he calls the client up, come check my house. The client takes a look, okay, don't get excited, we don't have to knock the house down yet. We'll take a look next week. He has a nice blotch of green somewhere. You leave the house, everything leaves, all the kalim. If you touch the inside of the house, you touch it, you put your hand inside, you become tummy. But if it's the next level of Tumah, it's the Mukhlat house, it's the house that the Tzaraz grew on the wall, and now you got to knock it down. Even if you touch the outside of the house, you become Tomei. If you just walk into the house, you don't touch anything. You stick your head in, or whatever the shear is, it's Metamei you. And if you say that it's something that you need to break down, you need to destroy and level out the house. I, I have a memory, Stam, I'm just sharing this with the Olam. I My parents made Aliyah to, to, to Yerushalayim when I was three years old. The first Aliyah that only lasted, I don't know, two months. But one thing I'll never forget. I woke up in the morning, what? Huh? Yeah, three years old. Less than, less than three. Yeah, I was, I was three. Yeah, I was three. Three years old, we moved from 
Long Beach to Israel. I'll never forget. A tractor came and knocked down this Yushami's house. It was a small house. Like, in, I don't know, in those days, no buildings. I don't remember. I just remember a house. Remember not, I remember the Yushami screaming, oh, get out! And they knocked down his house. They came with police, the whole thing. Knocked, it was an illegal house. Fine. So if you have to knock down the house, it's Oymed. <laughs> it's just one of these memories I have. Stuck. I can't remember yesterday's daf, but I remember this. I'll never forget it. So, you need to go into a house and you don't have a house halachically. It's a very, to me, it's a very interesting question. Because the Gemara, the Torah says that it's a house and you should knock down the house. And you should, the Torah is telling you what to do. But okay, regardless, how does the Torah call it a bias when you need to knock it down? Something like that. But like it. Shani Hasam Domakrov and Nosas is a bias. The Gemara understands. The only reason I could understand such a thing is because when you're breaking the house, it's still a house. The Torah is calling it a house. So it's a special Xeris HaKasav. In a case where you need to knock something down, you need to burn it down, you need to destroy it, it's still considered that it exists. It's not like a lulav that you have to destroy because the Torah doesn't say destroy the lulav. The Torah says destroy the house. So it's still a house while you're destroying it. You better appreciate this because I took my cloth that you clean your glasses with and I made it not royal really for cleaning glasses anymore. It's three fingers, exactly three fingers by three fingers. You take this cloth. This one is interesting. If I go like this, I don't think I have a kazais. It's less than kazais, probably. And Rashi explains, how, how did it happen? Because I made it from very, very thin thread. And if not, this is very thin thread. If I did, took the same thing in this sock right over here, uh, three or three, if I fold it up, it will probably be more than a kazais. Those are the two cases in the Gemara, made from very thin thread. It doesn't have a kazais, this three by three. Now, three by three, throughout Shas, this, a poor person that finds this in the street, will pick it up, he'll do something with it. This could be a patch. This could be a nice coat or something. I, I don't know what you could do with it, but a poor person will find something to do with it. So it's a beged. La halacha. If he goes in, this, okay, so this beged has a nice blotcher, green. And he takes this and he puts it into the house a little bit. He puts some of it into the house. The whole house becomes tamay. If roiv, most of this cloth goes into the house, goes to the front door and inserts 51% of this tiny cloth inside. Now this cloth is tummy because it has tzeraz on it. It has the power to inject and infuse tumma to the entire house. Why are we talking about roiv, even if the entire thing, okay, it's a kasha I had and I saw they, they, they discuss it. Fine. I'll be saying because I give you rule of eyes toward them. My love, Mukhlatas. You talk about that this piece of cloth is powerful tumor that it's a goner. You gotta get rid of it. Yet, we consider it a beggar. Wait a minute. If this piece of cloth is Mukhlat, you showed it to the coin twice and all that happened, it got worse and worse, the nega. Then you must burn this. And if you must burn this, this is worthless. This is not a begin. This is not three by three. This is zero by zero. Halakhically. So how in the world, that's the Gemara, that you put in 51% of zero, how does 51% of zero come, become three by three? It's a zero. Says the Gemara, Loi, musgeres. You don't have to burn it. Halakhically, you don't have to burn a musger. This is step one. You showed it to the coin only once. If you have a cloth that's a bunch of zaysim, it's a three by three, but it's very thick. Now we're talking about kazaysim. You believe it? You take a, I never heard of such a thing. You take a piece of cloth and you're counting kazaysim in a cloth. Not the size, not the how many fingers, but how the, the volume of the cloth. If you put in a kazayis of a cloth into the house, tematu. If you look at the screen, it says, It's talking about, I'm just, I just brought this pasuk to show that we're talking about a Mitzayra and Miriam. Yeah, last week's parasha, or in America, this week's parasha, if you're mamish today, they're, they're actually reading it right now as we speak. 
And then it says in Pasuk Yud Be'ez, Al Nasi Kemes. So there's a hekish, a metzairah to the mace. So if we're talking about, and a mace, we know, a mace needs a kezayis. In order to be metama, if you have flesh of a dead person, that's a kezayis. In a house, the whole house becomes tommy from, from oil, tumas oil. I amris, bishleimu mechletes, and it's the mace. Now if you're telling me it's really Tomei, fine. This pasuk of Miriam, she's a mukhlat. She had to get out of there. She had to leave. She's a mitzvah mukhlatas. Not a musgar. And if it's a musgar, you don't have the two psukim that are connected. You don't say that a mitzvah is a mace on the first level, only on the second level. So, oh, we have a source to tell us that the beged. Even while you're burning it, it's considered a beged. If so, take this piece of cloth that the Torah says is counted as a cloth, even though it needs to be destroyed, and learn to our sugya. If a person has a shoe that's a musgar, it should be. Well, musgar, I'm trying to think now, maybe I made a mistake. What are we trying to learn? Anybody? What is the art will say? What? Muslim Mukhlat. It should be okay. Mukhlat, yeah. So why did I think it was Muslim? Yeah, I'm saying Muslim doesn't make sense. What is this? The actual anybody? I just want to make sure I'm saying a good shot here. Mukhlat? Okay, good. Mukhlat. That's, that's, yeah, that's much better. Learn from it a shoe that's Mukhlat. And it should be okay. Says Gemara, Isur mituma legamrinon. Tuma is a chidush, says Rashi. Everything about Tuma is supernatural, kind of. It's chidushim. Different halachas that we don't understand. You don't learn isurim from Toma. Okay, bottom line is, even if it's the highest level of Toma that it's mukhlat, you have to destroy it. And even a shoe of you shouldn't do chalitza. So let me ask you something. Why can you do a chalitza with avedizara? You're not allowed to have another from avedizara. It's the famous answer, mitzvahs. Lav lehenes netnu. A mitzvah is not to have an from, so therefore, says Rashi, you could use it. If it's an offering that you they were makrivit to have a desarah, and of a city that most of the people did have a desarah, you have to destroy the entire city. You know what a zakin ha'asul l'chvaydoi is? Unbelievable. They made a special shoe for a person after he dies. So it's not meant to walk in. If it's not meant to walk in, then it's not a shoe. What about Avadizara? What's a shoe of an Avadizara? So Rashi says they fitted the Avadizara. When they've taken from place to place, they fitted him with shoes. And that is considered to walk. A dead guy is not walking. And Avadizara is walking. Uh, the only thing I, I'm, uh, I'm embarrassed to say, the only thing I was thinking is like, they literally take his feet and they go like this. They walk him down the street. I don't know, like, how else, why is that considered a shoe for Avadizara? If you make a shoe for a getchka and you put it on his feet, that's a shoe that you walk with? It's not made for protection. It's not made for protection. It's made, as they walk him in the street, they want to, they put him on his, they protect him. They, they want to make. Yeah. Protecting it from getting scraped against the floor. Oh, that's what I'm saying. They drag his feet across the floor. That's what I'm saying. They go like this. That's the only thing I can understand. Right. But you're saying, you're asking to me that they drag him on his feet. They don't lift up the Vazar. He's literally his feet. Okay. Then that. Huh? Who puts shoes in a maze? Oh, very interesting. There's a story. I don't know about one of these uh, wealthy people. Let's call him Rothschild. He told his kids in the Tzava, I, you need to bury me with red socks. So. They went to the Rav, and the Rav says, there's no red socks. Famous mice, yeah? yeah. Empty white socks. You need to be buried with empty white socks. <laughs> so the Rav says, no. I invite him, but maybe he can do a kula. He gave so much duck in his life. No. And then they read the Tzavah, and it says, even red socks I can't bring with me to the grave. There's nothing. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not going with anything. That's what he's asking. How do you bury somebody with shoes? I hear, maybe, I don't know what the, maybe the, the minute changed. Uh, with all these and these kind of shoes, you don't do chalitza. They're not considered shoes. So if you do it, 
You're, let's just get to the Mishnah. If you make shoes for a dead person, it's not considered shoes because you know what? Oh, but a Bezdin, they have a special shoe like my shoe. I'm not letting people really walk around with it. It's, it's for halachic purposes only, for somebody to put on a shoe for a second in a nice carpeted room. Nah, you're not walking in the street with it. It's $2,000. So it's not a shoe. If the guy says, uh, I, I need to wa- walk with it, he's going to let him walk with it? Yeah, I'll let him walk with it. So that's why today, one of the things they do is, one of the hundreds of halachas, they tell the guy, walk for Amas, make sure it fits, we're letting you walk with it, do something with it. I don't know if you have to wash your hands like the guy tying it, but nevertheless, they walk with it. Our boys have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow, 7.15. A good Thank you.